0: This is Happiness Solved with America's happiness coach, Sandy Scarlatta.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I am so thrilled you're here. I am Sandy Scarlatta, America's happiness coach, author of Happiness Solved. I'm also a retired U.S. national and international figure skating coach. I have a gold medal in ice dancing. I've been a certified life coach since 2004, and I've been inspiring others to shift their mindset and choose happiness for over 20 years. I am so excited to share that my next book is coming out soon. I am a co-author in the fastest growing personal development book series in the world with Jim Lutz and Jim Britt. The really cool thing is that the foreword was written by the one and only Les Brown, and for my copies, I'm on the cover with him. If you would like a free copy when it's available, email me at sandy at sandyscarlotta.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I am so grateful for you. Hello, Matt. It's such a pleasure to see you. You've got such a great smile, and like your face just lights up, and I can just feel your positivity. So I'm just so excited to be talking with you today. Thank you, Sandy. It's you. That's what makes me light up. I've, I've been so <laughs> looking forward to a conversation. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. I love everything that you're doing. You're a podcast host, you're an author, um, you've got some great course offerings, and we're going to talk about all of that. But before we get there, you know, everybody has a story and I love hearing people's story because I feel like that's when we really learn, like going back to a thousand years ago, that's how people learned, right? It was all storytelling. And so I want to hear your story and how you got to this point where you've got this book, the Zisms, which I want to dive into that as well. But how did you get to this point where you're doing all these amazing things?
0: Well, it's funny, you know, we ask. what's your story i'm thinking how long of a form of podcast is this (laughs) uh you know it's funny i just i suddenly just i'm reflecting because i uh i hit my mid-50s like i'm officially in my mid-50s uh and it's like oh things by the decade and you know that seems to be the right way to answer the question in what has shaped me in terms of uh my life uh one of the things we talked about pre-show we have in common is that i'm an ice hockey player yeah well at least you're you're on Blades. I'm on Blades.
1: I, to, I actually wanted to be a hockey player because really? this was back in the 70s. I just had a birthday last week. I'm on the other side of mid-50s. I'm like pushing the 60s and I'm like, ah, you know? but it's just a number. Age is just a number. Just a number. It's just a number. doesn't matter. I'm young at heart. But um, I wanted to play ice hockey because my three brothers played ice hockey and my father coached. Well, women did not play ice hockey in the 70s. So they put me in a tutu. I was the biggest tomboy ever. They put me in a tutu, put my hair in a ponytail, and put me in figure skating lessons. And I loved it. When my son was born, um, he was born in the year 2000. And I had already been coaching. Yeah, yeah, he's in college now. He's a senior in college. Um, I had already been coaching hockey players. So I had a pair of hockey skates. And I was like, I want to play ice hockey. So I got all the equipment and I geared up and I got out there and it was awful. <laughs> I could outskate every single woman out there. Right. But being in all that equipment and like holding the, the stick and oh, yeah. So I only lasted a couple of sessions and, and yeah, I never actually played in a game. It's, I'm, I guess my femininity finally came out probably in my twenties and I'm like, a, I'm such a girl, girl now. So like, yeah, it, it just wasn't my thing, but, but I respect and appreciate the sport more than anything because, because you're on ice, my favorite surface.
0: I mean, we can have the whole conversation about this. I'm sure. <laughs> and it's, you know, real fast, I actually have an, an opposite story because I was training up in Northern Ontario growing up. Uh, you know I was very serious into the sport and uh, there was a silver I know you're a medalist and there was somebody who was a power skating coach was the silver medalist and wanted to see if I had the aptitude if you will to become a figure skater instead so I switched skates did that and I, all the falls I took I was I was getting hurt more trying to figure out how to right how to figure skates like my hips are not built for this I'm not doing this and I only had a few sessions so we have our own war stories. There but, you go. You know, when it comes to uh, my lifestyle, my friendships, uh, you, know, you know, my love for the game, uh, and even to this day, I, I still play uh, at least twice a week, and I just so enjoy it. And you know, I'm—I know you can relate, oh, right? Something like that for anybody becomes a part of you, and it's—it's uh, it's a passion that, uh, that 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 never uh, lessens. Do uh, you, you
1: know. like walk in an ice rink, and it's like? Mm, it's like coming home and your mom just baked an apple pie and you're smelling the apple pie. And it just, when you walk in an ice rink, they all pretty much smell kind of the same. I don't know. I think it's the flooring or whatever. But like I walk in an ice rink and it's just like, I feel like I'm home. And I always get this warm and fuzzy feeling of like, oh, like this is home. Well, I imagine
0: as much time as you and I have both spent in ice rinks it's probably, probably yeah. <laughs> not far from the truth. Um, but sure, I mean, that's something I started at, you know, very young. And then, uh, it, you know, it alternates, right? We have other things to we mm-hmm. go through in life. And another defining uh, part of mine is uh, depression. Mm-hmm. I, I've had to contend with it since my teens. I uh, didn't exactly get the best gene pool. In uh, dad was bipolar. My mom was a depressive. Uh, and so I didn't really realize it until I was into my 20s because uh, you know it never really I never really sunk that you know as deep until then, but it's something that I've had to learn how to manage. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I wrote the book and I have a chapter in there about mood health to speak more generically about it and how do you manage it um, that I've been more of an advocate I've been in something very private you know before then. but now especially with the pandemic, trying to normalize the conversation, especially as a man, uh, it's something that I've I felt has been very important to you know step out and in, in, in front and and do and my my family health, um you know my parents in that way my mom um you know was actually got very sick, uh and uh, when I was young and and, and passed in my late twenties, mm. you know seeing her through that was certainly um, very defining and uh, and my brother my brother Dave, um, um went through an an opioid, um you know at the worst of that and and you know, we lost him in 2012. Oh so my gosh. those kinds of things, yeah. um, you know, certainly are are those that that shape you. Um, I also uh, was, um, well, no longer, but um, I was a single dad. So in uh, 2002, right, my son's still in, uh, doing diapers and bottles, uh, you know, that was really important to me. And I was a 50% dad, which I think was kind of unusual back then. And Very. I, I also, <laughs> right, I, I, and I wouldn't trade it for the world as hard as it was. Um, but it also forced me to, you know, to balance it out because I needed the freedom and it was the right time for me to step into being an entrepreneur. So that was the other side of it. I had uh, been in the marketing communication business. I founded a nonprofit called the Internship Institute, ran that for 15 years up until the pandemic. And it was kind of a final blow uh, to internships, but it was also when the book came out. So I, you know, I turned the ship and now, you know, into the, into the publishing company, but those are, you know, some of the highlights of of my story and the things that really combine in the lessons that I've learned through life that uh, were different than I've heard people articulate them and, you know, some mind hacks, if you will, that have been really well-received. I'm really glad, you know, in writing the book and then all that's come from it, including
1: being here with you. Yeah. Yeah, well, you've done a lot of media appearances, so that's really awesome. I love your 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 speaker one sheet. All right, Zisms. Let's talk about that. So, what what is that? It's it's insights to live by. Susieisms so is obviously a play on your name, right? Is it, it is. I mean, yeah. there's a
0: whole story behind it, actually. That Please we should. don't have time. for oh, okay. In the way that it, it it became that name, it wasn't just a straight up like uh, I'll just leave it at that. But you know, Zisms are insights to live by. You know, the the book is not. Uh, you know quips and quotes or anything. You know it's full fledged. Uh, but these are the life lessons that all of us have come to experience and know and and share with others for the purpose of improving, uh, positively affecting other people's lives. So we all have our insights to live by, and uh, and and those are mine in in the book and the stories uh, and
1: lessons built around them. I, I love it. I love it. It's funny because. When I met my current husband, um, I had, you know, I was married for 21 years. I was with my ex-husband for 25 years. You know, I was 21 when I met him. So it was, you know, my entire adult life. We're very, very close to this day. And we have our son that we raise. And um, but it was interesting because I would react in a certain way when my now husband, you know, we'd get in an argument or whatever. And he finally was like, you're having a Markism because <laughs> my ex-husband's oh, name was Mark because oh, that's yeah. a Markism. And I can, I can share that on my podcast because I've shared it with my ex-husband and I was like, don't get upset. I'm like, it's actually kind of funny. And it was just kind of like the thing that sometimes we react in a certain way based on our past experiences But in a different relationship it's a totally different context so i love that that there's isms because they really are like kind of like a thing both negative and positive so share some of your your z isms that are your insights to live by
0: well thank you i mean look they're throughout the book and and they're they're highlighted in a sense to uh you know reinforce different concepts but you know we're really covering um, a, a wide range of topics in and around mindset, wellness, relationships and interactions, um, entrepreneurship and career, your life purpose. Right? It's just I mean I put everything I had into the book. That's you know that's what it's about. So uh, I could certainly go in a, a number of different directions with the answer to your question. Um, I, I'd say that I'd start with mindset because everything really begins there. Yes. And for what it is that I speak to and train on um you know that you have to address it and and really three areas around uh, perception and i think people starting with perception i think people don't realize right and just we're just living and experiencing things in our days but what we experience is not necessarily the truth and we have to recognize that we are filtering and uh and you know, maybe we're in a, in an argument with somebody and, you know, we might both think that we're right, but doesn't mean either of us are wrong. So there are are those kinds of things that we speak to in and around perception. Uh, the second thing is called earned confidence. This actually came about through my experience in care, caring for my mom, um, in and around the fact that really for everybody we've all been through, and this is part of your show description, uh, everything we have in our lives. And we have to remind ourselves that we've overcome them we're still here we're all standing yeah and part of the role of earned confidence is to is to remind you that you you don't have to deal with uncertainties particularly worry and anxiety and things like making assumptions, jealousy you know anything that isn't fact based mm. you know you can just deal with the real so earned confidence is really speaks to that and and in and around the entire mindset part of of, of what I speak to, um, you're you're really trying to ground yourself in the present. So the role of earned confidence is to ward off future uncertainties so that you can really stay in the moment. And then, of course, we have our past baggage. So we talk about winning the battle within. And what's really at the heart of that, Sandy, is um, something I think distinguishes itself in the world of personal improvement and, and just life enrichment, which is self-kindness. Because... Mm. When people are trying to work on themselves, and they're like, "Well, I, I don't, I, you know, I feel crappy about myself," or you know, I, I want to feel better, it's it's very nebulous. It's very difficult to get from here to there. You don't really know what to do, in a sense, right? It, it's it's not clear cut. Self kindness is clear cut because you're yes. either being kind to yourself or you're not being kind to yourself. Right. So you're really drawing, much like earn confidence, you're really drawing that line, um, and and the buy in is. Of course, you know, why be anything less than kind to myself? It's pretty easy to buy into. And then you can rely on that to start to address the things that you're hanging on to, not being resentful, not having regrets, you know, all the things that go into that past baggage category so that you can live life right now. Yes.
1: So isn't that, isn't that what it's all about? I
0: mean, that's just, that's the mindset section, right? There's just, I know we're not a long form show here, so I'll just leave it at that.
1: Well, we want, we want our listeners to pick up a copy of your book. Love it. Um, yeah. And those are incredible. And, and I love that you said, you know, when it comes to worry and stress, you know, do, deal with the facts. You know, I always tell people, if you can control it, then don't worry about it because you can control it. If you can't control it, then don't worry about it because you can't control it.
0: Right. Right. Well, you know, look, it's a habit for a lot of people and, Yeah. and, and. and... You know, some, some, it can be somewhat cultural also, but what's important is, is that, you know, we, we all do it and okay. we can have that, you know, 2020 20 hindsight when we look like, oh, wow, I thought something was going to happen. I called five friends, you know, I, you know, my, I got, uh, <laughs> you know, my stomach turned on me because I was so, and then it never happened. Yeah. And then you have to stop and you're like, um, what did I do to myself? What did I, you know, do you? you know, my friends who are there for me, of course, but they're there for the things that really are real, not, you know, imposing. And, and that's really important because we do have a responsibility for our own energy and how we impose that on other people. And so um, that's another component in wellness is not around energy management. So, um, you know, they all
1: begin to intersect. They completely do. And it's all interrelated. I mean, really. And and how we show up in the world is is so key. Okay, you have another book coming out next year. Tell us about that. Well, it's a little
0: bit under wraps, actually. Oh, I haven't asked much about it. You know, um, I will say this: it really is an evolution of Zism's. In fact, when I when I when I first published the book, I was asked, "Well, you have a second book?" And I'm like, "Ask me in ten years." I mean, I don't know. I put everything in this one, uh, but that's not how it goes. And you know, things continue to evolve, and the concept around the, the new book is it, really a culmination of Zisms and how it, it has uh, grown and matured in and around the concept of happierness. And the reason why we're talking about happierness is that I couldn't quite find a way to, to describe optimism in the present tense. Because when we talk about optimism, it's like, well, I'm hopeful, I'm, I'm looking toward the future, but you know, what does it mean to have uh, a reflex of positivity that we have a choice in terms of how we react to the situations that we encounter no matter how bad they are and you know of course you have to go through what you have to go through but do you really need to put yourself or others through things unnecessarily when there's a you know a certain path that you can take through your experience to to cope and manage and be resilient and you know all the things that fall under it so it certainly revisits a lot of uh, you know the way things have, in a way, click in the place uh, as Zisms has continued to evolve, particularly into the courses too, um, for that matter. So,
1: so um, you have a definition of happiness and, and you, I love this. It's a noun. I I was like,
0: it's a noun. It's a noun. Yeah.
1: The premier mindset of Zisms is to be intentionally present and have a reflex of positivity by choosing to make the best of every situation. I love that thank
0: you and, because that's really- well good because the next book's coming and i <laughs> feel like that too um yeah so it,
1: it's around that
0: and you know look it continues to evolve and uh I'm, I'm i'm chipping away at it i'm i'm getting close and i'm waiting for for the, for the right moment i actually am slated to do a tedx and nice. so i well i have to wait because ted doesn't want you to have a book out so i oh right so not always, because a be friend it. of
1: mine has a book out, and she's done two TEDx's so far. So I, I mean, think it just depends. Topic.
0: Like they, you have yeah. a better chance, and and they receive the topics better if they want that originality. It's not right. so, like connected with marketing. Yeah, it's so, you know, true. All in its due time. Happiness isn't going anywhere, and nope. Um, you know, when it when it's ready, it's ready.
1: And and you know what? I mean, I just know like because my third book came out, although the third one I'm a co-author. Um. When you write a book, it's never finished, right? right? Like you could review it and review it and review it for 50 years and it would never be the perfect manuscript. So you you have to reach a point where you're like, okay, I got to get this book out. And then there's always a second one. I can always just take the first book and make it even right. better. And so that's great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've... You know, again, going back to uh, you know where this all began, I really didn't expect to be doing and going in the direction that I am now, and in part, uh, you know, as a as a uh, an outcome of the pandemic and and how I, you know, one of the other Z-isms, of course, is to swim with the current. So when you find yourself in whatever situation, uh, even if it's a conversation, you're like, and I'm pretty willful, like this just isn't going my way. Like, I'm just, you know, like that push the boulder, right? You got to turn around. What does it mean uh, to turn around, whatever that is, because, you know, you're you're swimming against it and you have to turn around before you drown, essentially. So
1: trust your gut. That's that's where that one goes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. You also have a podcast called Insights to Live By. I love this. So when did you start that and, and talk about that a little bit?
0: Thanks. Well, you know, it actually started with the pandemic. It, I was doing a lot of these kinds of interviews. And uh, a host asked me, will you ever think about starting your own podcast? I was like, no, I, I really didn't. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, one thing led to another and I started, you know, kind of playing around with it and it started to to, to take off. And um, I was doing a lot of solo shows in the beginning. I did, do you do solo shows or you're, you're just guest? Right, because solo shows are so intensive, you know, I, so you want to do it right. Um, but I enjoy more now doing the guest episodes. So I have people... Uh, come on different walks of life I've been covering a lot this year around the world of work because the shifting that's happening there and because uh, you know the work that I'm doing has shifted as well in that direction um, for people to share their their insights and their expertise and the topics at hand but uh, it's it's got a formula to it and at the bottom third of the show we have three insights to live by what are your life lessons that you want to share it could be on, on anything we talk about it so um, I enjoy doing it. I had one, I recorded
1: one earlier today. So that's awesome. Um, you know, yeah. There was one time I was a guest host for emotional intelligence magazine and for their podcast. And I did it and it was tough. That was a tough ask. I did it. I recorded in five minute increments and then they put it all together. Um, but yeah, that's a tough, it's, it's not easy. I, for people that can do that, that's really awesome because it's not, it's not an easy thing to just sit and talk by well, yourself. It,
0: it, when you have so many other things going on too, it's, you know, to home in, right. To talk by yourself. It's like, it's, all, I have to pretend like I'm on a webinar where yeah. people are there, but you're not really sure they're there. Yeah. The audience. Like imagine there's an audience because it doesn't come across authentically if it's like just me and myself and I. I know.
1: It, so, well, yeah. and that's true. That's true. And it, it is, it's doing things online is so much different than, than being in person. Um, let's talk a little bit about your courses before we finish up. Um, sure. because you've got a well-being reset employee enrichment enrichment program. That's awesome. T- tell us a little bit about that. That sounds really incredible. You know, for sure. I, um, you know, I, I, I originally,
0: uh, you know, have, uh, a course called The Life Upgrade, which mirrors the book, in, in essence, and that's mainly for consumers. But as I got more into the world of work, and I'm looking at all the things going on around burnout in particular, um, and, and just the underlying pandemic, if you will, or even epidemic um, in and around mental wellness, I mean, it's well established, you know, that these are problems and and, and covered uh, emotional intelligence as well. So I developed other content that's really more suited for um, uh, companies to to support their employees and wellness programs, and it it really covers mindset. There's a mindset reset, right? That that's a standalone course that's also module one. It's the same module of the well-being reset of the life upgrade. So you can just kind of step into the next, uh, and then we get into wellness. We talk about mood health, being a life athlete in terms of those life skills. Um, things like prevention, you know, people don't, people don't think that, you know, here right? The, the best way to manage a problem is just not let it happen. So how do you do that? Um, so we, we delve into, prevent- into prevention and we get again into energy management, uh, personal energy as like being an entrepreneur, interpersonal energy we talked about in terms of recognizing that there's a, an exchange here and our responsibility, you know, to ourselves and, and, and others there. Uh, and universal energy, right? Law of attraction mm-hmm. and manifestation and uh, things around that. So then it gets into uh, to mindfulness, a uh, whole module there. And um, I also, uh, we're making the ebook and the audiobook of Zisms available. And I, for different reasons, Sandy, I never published the audiobook. book. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you so record it yourself? It, well, yeah, because it's all my personal anecdotes. So I didn't it didn't have to go far. Like there's only one narrator here. Yeah. Uh, and that was part of the equation too, that I, you know, to read a book into a microphone, it's like, you know, a lot of people would say the same thing. It's like, Oh my God, that'd be so boring. Right. Um, so I, I, I did a few things to, to liven it up and change the format and, and, you know, now it's, it's done and in nice. the courses. So really, really happy with that. Um, so thank you. Yeah. I mean, look, um, the issue with the book is as important as it is why anybody writes a book is that it has its limitations and some things just have to be experienced to be learned. So rather than the, the book and its personal anecdotes, the courses really don't have the personal anecdotes. They're focused on activities, their self-engagement. And so uh, a lot of people actually say that it's almost like having a different therapy session Mm. on a different topic, you know, and, and it's just like, you know, at their own pace. So, um, uh, yeah. So, you know, there's, there's uh can I mention the site for people? Please do.
1: Yes, absolutely. So uh,
0: the Wellbeing Reset is at wbreset.com and um, you know, always kind of find it awkward to be a little commercial. I'm so proud of it. I want people to go check it out. And, uh, and, and that's the whole point is to, is to benefit from it. So um, thanks for letting me share that.
1: Well, thank you. And thank you for the work that you're doing because, you know, we're all, somebody called me once a soldier of something. But it's kind of like that, right? Like we're all here. We, we may say things a little bit differently. You know, you've got your z I, You know, I've got my own thing, you know. But we are all have the same mission, which is to right. enlighten the world and, and help people find that happiness. And, you know, life is short. So thank you for the work that you're doing. And I, I really appreciate it. I will make sure your website and everything is in the show notes. And so people can find you and order Thank his, you. take, take a look at his book and, and yeah, we'll, uh, stay tuned for, uh, your new book. That's exciting. Yes,
0: it is coming. I assure you. Thank you again for having
1: me. Thanks for having with us. Appreciate it. Thank you. I certainly hope that you enjoyed today's interview. Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, I hope that you and your family are healthy and safe and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone.